This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is two minutes past ten on Friday morning. Sex talk with John Tissot. And it's so cool to be back in the studio. So if you lot will get off your phones for 30 seconds to say hello. Oh my God. We are we millennials. Are we are tweeting. We, we are, are Facebooking. We're Instagramming. We are. It's what we do. We multitask. Yeah. Get with the time. Yeah, listen. Somebody posted a cartoon on Facebook this week. About this couple having sex looking at their phones. Oh, Sad, no. but true. Okay, so we're not having sex looking at our phone. We're just doing radio and tweeting about the radio. Well, that's <laughs> well we are having sex and looking at our phones, that's but we're not periscoping yeah. it. There we go. We're not there periscoping we the sex today. <laughs> Who are you to judge us? <laughs> we don't know what you're up to at home sitting in front of your computer No, but we'd to love us. to know what you're up to at home sitting in front of your computer. So please yes. join our conversation on... 0861 or send us a message to screen on WeChat and you can also catch us on Twitter at sextalk underscore Cliff C. There we go. So let us know what you are doing at home on your computer. What's the porn you are looking at? Funny enough, you said there was an interesting article this week, Anastasia. I think you posted it about the uh, top searched porn for 2016, or uh, 15. Hmm. And obviously, lesbians were on top. Absolutely. <laughs> Very interesting article that I will find and repost somewhere. I will send the link to our site on ethical porn, Mm-mm. which is really interesting. Ethical porn? What is ethical e- porn? Ethical porn. So ethical porn, firstly, is people who are actually going to pay for the porn. <coughs> That's oh. the first part of it. Second part of it is that it's real. Hmm. Real people doing some real stuff. A lot of it's produced by women for women. Yeah, sometimes it's actually referred to as feminist porn. There's yeah. a couple of very famous female porn producers yes. who specialize in that kind of thing. It was a couple of months ago, actually, that we very sadly passed away um, Candida Royale, Royale, who used yeah. to do a lot of that. Petra Joy is another mm-hmm. one. Um, and it's really a growing industry that and alongside it sort of queer porn, mm. you know, which is and we spoke about how like the, mm. the top search term on Pornhub for women was lesbian. But I mean, that's very mainstream lesbian porn. That's, yeah, that's geared towards mm-hmm. absolutely right. Mm. And, you know, there's there's a whole other dimension of kind of very authentic queer porn out there. Um, but it does tend to be very much smaller studios, independent producers, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's not mainstream yet. And I think it'll be fascinating to actually do some interviews with some of the performers and producers overseas who are doing this. So I think we could set that up. would be really, really cool. Amaze balls, let's do it. It's yeah. amaze boobs. It is amaze birds <laughs> and other parts. Amaze parts. Yes. So let us start here. Ninja sets. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Today's dirty dictionary word is 
Choreophilia. Dirty dictionary word. Choreophilia. So let me share with you some of the, I'm still kind of calling them peanut gallery or pundit gallery, whichever (laughs) one we want them to be, you can decide. But they came up with some really interesting guesses. So that means all the guys who are sitting outside in the Cliff Central hub. Um, Where is the reply? Here we go. Which was really, really interesting. So what was your first thought? My first thought, and funny enough, some of your people guessed that as mm. well, is organized sex organized. or choreographed sex. So the question <laughs> when you say that is, who's choreographing it? That's oh, very simple. John T. Searle is choreographing <laughs> it, saying, put your fingers in there, put your tongue there, your penis goes up there, your vagina That is so there. not how it works. There's a thing that you spin and it says, right hand rad. <laughs> Like sex twister. Yeah. yeah. What was your first thought? I'd say it's it's probably you have a thing for ballerinas. Baller- that could ballerinas. Be interesting. Hmm. Mm. So the first one was the opposite of necrophilia, an obsession with a live body. Don't even know where that comes from. Uh, no clue how that one happens. Organized sex positions, as you yeah. said. Dancing while having sex. Yeah. Which kind of we're getting into the arena thereof. And the next one was dancing while having sex with a dead person strapped to your body. <laughs> that one just gets me beyond. And as wow. you said, Lisa, earlier, whoever said that <laughs> says more about them than about I think we should take a bet else. on who that was. I'm going to go with Michael Flax. That does sound like that a That sounds like, like a, a Michael Flax comment. It sounds yeah. like a Flaxism. Yeah. Listen, I was here the other morning doing an interview with Gareth, and Flax actually said some smart things. Wow, who is he quoting? Apparently himself. <laughs> which was See, the, quite the trip to Paris did him well. Yeah. So, mm. so let us know. Send us a message on what you think choreophilia is. There we go. There we go. I've got a real hot, real sex story, a really sexy, real sex story at half past ten that a listener sent me. And a new feature on our page on cliffcentral.com Facebook page and on our website page which is I write an article every week for my newsletter, and we're now going to share the article with you Hmm. every week. So it's going to be a little paragraph from the article, and then the rest of it will be on the website. I thought you were going to say the rest of it will just be porn. It might just be, (laughs) but we can do just a little bit more than porn sometimes. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not that there's anything wrong with that. What's your favorite porn site? I don't have a favorite porn site. Um, What's the top three then? I don't have actually. I don't have any porn sites I go to in general. Porn you just lie no. I like really don't. So I, I, I honestly can't tell you. But in general, the porn that I get is either mm. what I go buy somewhere, like at a mm. sex po or at a sex shop, or what's given to me by people. Mm. But my favorite porn is heterosexual porn. Mm. We've discussed that before. We have indeed. Mm. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. The lesbian <laughs> porn just sucks. Wow, traitor, a, bu- a bunch traitor. of women laying there going, oh, oh, lick me more, and uh, that's not proper lesbian I need porn. Looking mm. in the wrong places. There we go. And that, Stasia, you're going to you need that me. ethical porn that we were just talking <laughs> yeah. about. That's the stuff. There we yeah. go. <laughs> I did actually get a link. Um, somebody sent me a link to a site this week that was supposed to be this kind of porn more for couples. And I had a quick look at it, and it was actually quite disappointing because it was pretty mainstream oh, okay. stuff that people had sort of added a little bit of commentary to to try and make it a little bit different. 
But it wasn't that exciting. So porn with commentary. Yeah, I was kind of. He's like, about to slip in slowly, and there he goes. Yeah, I was kind <laughs> of. Do yourself a favor. Forget that. Go to Google. Type in Crash Pad. Crash Pad. Yeah. Doing it as we speak. As we speak. What is Crash Pad? Crash Pad is. We'll we'll wait for Lisa to bring it up on okay. her phone, and then she'll tell us what okay. it is. Am I going to crash after reading this? You're going to crash. Okay, Duncan, <laughs> you bring that up somewhere for me. Crash Pad. That'll be very cool. Awesome. Let's, Let's have see a look. what Crash Pad is. So what we are talking about today is how to have more sex and pleasure in 2016. That sounds like something we all need to do. Absolutely. And before we get into that, I just want to thank you because I have gotten over the holidays such really awesome emails and messages from our listeners as to what they have learned from the show, how close some of them realized they have been. And I love that because it always fascinates me, especially when people walk into my office and they say, you know, we're so open-minded. Totally. <laughs> and I think, okay. And I just sit and have a little chuckle to myself and think, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your favorite thing to say because people are always telling you they're so open-minded. Mm. But you know what? A lot of that... There we Ooh, go. Look at this. Oh, wow. We've got it up. Queer make a shine. Oh, look at this. This is very, very cool. So, have a look, everybody. Crashpadseries.com is the website. And it's got some really fascinating So, this is stuff. queer porn? Hmm. It's, it's pretty... Well, take a look at it. It's pretty queer. Oh, a lot of San Francisco stuff. I've got on my computer somewhere, by the way, this amazing series of documentaries about the kink scene and the fetish scene in San Francisco. Oh, wow, okay. Which is so much happens there, which is really awesome. One of the biggest things, the Folsom Street Fair. Yeah, that Folsom is. Street and there's Fair. all those amazing photographs that yeah, come out of that absolutely, area. Absolutely, really awesome. And I've got it's some documentaries just a big it. parade out in the open, people embracing their identity mm. and their kinks and everything. Mm. And it, it really just is kind of a remarkable sort of celebration yeah. of the different facets of sexuality that exist. Yeah. So an extension of that, which is... Phenomenal reading for everybody. It should be recommended reading for absolutely everybody. I'm recommending it to all my clients at the moment. Is my friend Galen Fuss's book, um, Decoding Your Kink, mm -mm. which is available. And we did a great interview with Galen earlier this year. And it's so much about sexual authenticity, getting into what that really is for you, who you are, where does your sexual stuff come from, mm -hmm. Which very links to how do you have more sex and pleasure in 2016? So the first part of that is you have to find out who you are sexually. And or who you aren't. Oh, who well, you <laughs> process of elimination. So well, no, I'm, I'm serious. Something I talk about a lot is mm. that, that idea of unlearning. Mm. And it's very difficult to find out who you are until you unlearn who you aren't. Mm. And that's so much the conditioning, the social programming, the expectation of what it is that we have to be to fit in and I know for so many of the people that I see it is such a huge thing because it's been brought into this whole expectation when you become a wife you're expected to behave in a certain way mm -hmm. when you become a mother you're expected to behave in a certain way you grow up in a certain religion you're expected to be a certain way and sometimes that is so far from who we really are and until we find out who we are, we have no idea what it is that we want sexually. Absolutely yep. right. And the thing is, you have to let go of all of that baggage. You have mm. to learn how to question it, mm. how to examine very critically the things that have been ingrained into you and conditioned mm. into you without you even realizing it. Because how many of those 
things that you talk about, you know, the religion and the sexuality and the behaviors and the expectations are decisions that we made consciously and how many of them are decisions that were made for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that idea of expectation and sexual expectation is huge. And I say it on so many workshops. Expectation is the mother of all fuck-ups. Yep. Because everything we see in movies and we see on TV and reading books is what we expect yeah. is real life. And, and this is how it should be. Night. This yeah. is how it should end. This is how my relationship should be. This is what my sexual experiences should be instead of, wait a minute, and this is a really good starting point. So let's start here. What do you really want sexually? What mm -hmm. do you want to give and what do you want to receive? And that is just so important mm -hmm. because that's where it all starts. And for most of us, If life offered us this perfect life and brought it to us on a silver plate, more times than not, we would say, no, thank you, because we wouldn't recognize it. Because we haven't really thought yep. about it. We've thought about what we don't want. What we do want is a very, very different story. And that's a really good starting point. So let's make this kind of a little mini sort of workshop of... How do you get to have more sex and pleasure? And the first mm -hmm. thing is to start working out and start making a list of what do you really want? Not yeah, it's what a you difficult think you question, want. question, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, so my partner and I had the, the, the discussion the other day and she said to me, so what do you want? If mm. there's anything that you could do, what is it that you'd mm. want to do? And I really honestly don't know the answer to that. Mm. But as we do things and experiment and, you know, we, we, we explore each other, you actually find and learn, oh, but wait a minute, I'm thinking about doing something else now. And yeah. then you actually try it. So I don't even think we all know the answer to that question. No, we what don't. do you want? And this yeah. is, it becomes fascinating. And I was actually thinking about this in the week, came out of a discussion I was having with some people, was... We have such a narrow range of sexual experiences. Mm -mm. So it's very hard to know what you want because you've been generally doing such a narrow range of things. Yeah. But isn't that a valid thing to say? I want to explore. Yes. You know, I want to find out more. These are the things that I think might be worth looking into and just seeing how I feel about it instead of kind of basing my perspectives on information that I've absorbed from elsewhere. I want to experience this for myself and I want to be able to empower myself to make that decision. Yeah, that's where it starts yep. with that question and then to start exploring and to start. So really good thing. So if we're going to do like a little mini workshop thing, let's do that. You sit down and make a list, actually write a list of what you think is really important. Who has shocked us? No, you just get some people on Twitter that's obviously still not over the penny thing. So we just got a really uh, hateful tweet after we tweeted out about sex talk. But I'm not oh. even going to read it because it's not yeah, even worth Yeah, we're not going to dignify that. It's not even worth discussing. By giving it the <laughs> airtime. No, we're not even feeding You know what? No. If, you don't have, if you don't have something worth saying, just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, I got angry. Yeah. So mm. let's go. Just your expression on your face, Anastasia, <laughs> when you read that. I know. Was, I read I it. to ask. <laughs> no. So we, yeah, we, we, we obviously might. tweeted out about the show and then someone replied and they had a sex question but it wasn't oh. related to so what we're talking about we more related to Penny so yeah, go ask we, Penny that question if you want to know the answer we went into, into high gear from sort of resting bitch face to like a lot of other bitch face <laughs> we will and not even feed it I just want to check out who actually tweeted it because there is a, a possibility that we might misinterpret it but mm. I don't no. think we should <laughs> I don't think we should so, so I think we just make a list 
Yes. Let's go back to where we were. Okay, let's we make a list. That make <laughs> a list of the things that you would really like to give sexually and the things that you would really like to receive sexually. Mm-hmm. The first list that you write is generally the knee-jerk stuff. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Second list you write is generally the knee-jerk stuff. Throw it away. Third list is pretty much the same. After that, you start getting into the real stuff. So the first stuff is like, it's the expectation, it's the popular thing. Yeah, I want to have more sex. Okay, what does that actually mean? Does that mean mm. quantity? Does that mean quality? Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah, but look at it and say, mm. so what does that really mean? Do I want to have sex every day? And if you do, are you willing to put in the time, the effort, the mm. energy to really do that? Especially in this heat. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Mm. And um. if you want to have sex every day... What kind of sex do you want to have every day? Does it want to be more sexual? Does it want to be more sensual? Is it more about play? Is it more about communication? So once you get to a list that's real, ask yourself, do I really want this? And what does it actually Mm -hmm. mean? So what I'm hearing is John T. saying be specific. Yes, that's it. And that's really important. Because you say, so I want more of or I want to explore. What does that mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So what comes through this and what's been the theme of so much this week, and I did an interview on Gareth's show earlier this week, so much of it comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. It always does. Every single show mm-hmm. we do, doesn't matter if it's about abortions, if it's about love, it's about BDSM, it always comes down to communication. That's, that's why, the key word. That's why it's called sex talk and yeah. not <laughs> sex read the other person's mind and make assumptions and act yeah. based on those assumptions I, and then get it. upset when you were wrong because yeah. you didn't ask the question. And we were thinking of changing the show's Central. name, yeah. sex read your other person's <laughs> mind <Right>. show. <laughs> sex read the other person's body show, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But sex read the other person's mind does not happen. I like how when you said that, Anastasia kind of did a double take on me, like, Gave me the up and down look. Mm. <laughs> you just love it when people look you up and down. Of course, you think, it's hot. What's possible? Oh, <laughs> yeah, anything is possible. You know, I think one, yeah, one of the things that I had to learn a lot is actually dealing with compliments and you know someone actually wanting you. Mm. And that's not something that's easy for other people as well, you know. Yeah. And when someone tells you, oh, you're sexy, or I think you're hot, or whatever, you know, we tend to kind of shy it off or whatnot. Mm. And that as well, it's, uh, you know, you've got to learn to take compliments because once you start feeling better about yourself, you're going to start making your other person or your partner, mm. whoever else you're having intimacy with, feel better as well about themselves. Yeah, and it's a huge thing, and especially to mm-hmm. acknowledge our sexual desire, to acknowledge our pleasure and acknowledge that we might be actually good at something sexual Mm-mm. is a big yep. one. Because it's agency and ownership of mm. your body and of your sexuality. And those are a lot of things that, that we commonly associate with shame. Yep. Yeah. And so you true. have to let go of that and say, yes, I am a sexual being. I can embrace that and I can be okay with it. And I don't have to, I don't have to be inhibited. I don't have to be self-conscious. I don't have to be restrained by what other people think Mm-mm. of me because actually what matters is what I think mm. of me. Yep. Yeah, And we've had, there was an interesting article that I read recently, which was the difference between the American take on sexuality and the European take on sexuality. And it's very different. Uh, yeah, because the American take is very puritanical, where it's very hidden, it's very repressed. Oh, yeah. European is very, very open. 
So England, we know we're not including England in Europe because they're just a real repressed bunch of fuckers. <laughs> and look what they've done. I mean, the, the specific sexual acts that they have outlawed in England in porn terms. Fisting is outlawed. Squirting is outlawed. No one. Absolutely. So they have really gone back. Sorry, what? Squirting is outlawed? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Wow. So what happens when you squirt? You get the arrested? Squirting police, come along. <laughs> That's they, wonderful. They come and check your sheets. What are these bodily fluid marks? <laughs> oh no, let's not have great sex. Wow, well, I, I could definitely get some British people arrested then. But think about the rest of Europe. Sex is very, very open. It's yeah, very it accepted. America, very, very puritanical. And we have in South Africa, especially, you know, so many, the heritage of so many white people was based in Europe, mm-hmm. but they sent all the puritanical ones here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they left all the liberal ones in Europe. Huh? Damn. And that's what At we least got. we're allowed to squirt in South Africa. <laughs> we are. But we're not allowed to put it on public TV yet. I think we should challenge that, John. Well, hashtag should, 2016 yeah. goals. Well, yes. this is, you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, so we did some amazing things last year in mm. terms of we did two new shows, which yep. were phenomenal. And we will do that again yes. this year. We did the first, world's first expanded orgasm mm-hmm. live on radio. So where do we go from there? We're doing a squirting so show. So I have two things. Woo-hoo. The first one is a squirting show, which we will set a date for. Mm-hmm. And the second one will be, and I was thinking about this because, again, where do we go from mm-hmm. there? And I thought, I've only done this once, and I thought it would be absolutely awesome to do an orgasm with two women at the same time. Ah, live on him. Yes. Okay. As well as the nude shows. Hmm. So those are our goals Seems for legit. this year. Yeah, and go. anybody else has any suggestions on where we can go? I'm very happy to entertain. I think we need to go to TV with the shit <laughs> 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 and TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 whole other world. Yeah. So the first thing is let's go back to our little workshop. Yes. Start thinking about what you really want and what it really, really means. And that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. And look at the difference between sex and sensuality. And I keep coming back to this because it is so important. As soon as sex is the be-all and end-all, and as soon as orgasm is the goal, and the first article that is going up on our new feature says, let orgasm be the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's about the fact that we've made orgasm the be-all and end-all. Instead of, that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And get out of that because often orgasm is a trap because that's where our focus is. And if that's where our focus is, that becomes everything. We miss out on this amazing journey. And you forget about the in-between. Yeah. Oh. And often the in-between is where the real fun, the real power is. And, and also often the getting to the orgasm could be so mm. much pressure that mm. you actually forget to have fun in you that do, moment. Because it becomes such a yes. serious thing. i got to make you come and you have to come. Yeah. And we all have to buy into this whole big thing. And what mm. happens if we don't? don't. And then you fake it just so that you can turn over and go exactly, to sleep because yeah. you've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of women who do fake that is enormous. Yeah. And it is so destructive for a relationship. I remember a couple of years ago seeing uh, a couple came to see me. And um, within the first two or three sessions, she told him for 13 years of their marriage, she'd been faking orgasms. Sure. He was destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. 
And then it brings up, so what else has been fake? What mm. else haven't you been telling me? What else haven't you been sharing with me? Mm. And the impact on their relationship was huge. It was a relationship that did not last that. Yeah, so if you do follow me on Facebook, then you know I post a lot of stuff about concepts like the orgasm gap mm. and that kind of thing. And one of the articles that I posted recently was even shifting attention away from the male orgasm to the female orgasm can sometimes be problematic because that female orgasm is seen as a challenge for the partner. And it actually can put pressure on an individual. You know, I have to come in order to validate you and your sexual prowess. And I mean, that is such a twisted, and not in the good sense of the word twisted perversion, because we are on sex talk, but that (laughs) is such a twisted perversion of what sex is supposed to be about, because it's supposed to be a personal journey of enjoyment. You're supposed to own that. But as soon as that locus of control and the focus of that interaction becomes the other person, and they kind of co-opt your own pleasure for that purpose, then we're completely and utterly on the wrong track. Absolutely. And that's why people do fake orgasms. Mm-hmm. It's because if I don't fake it, you're going to feel inadequate. Yep. So it's actually emotional labor on my part. Sorry, you guys know I'm an angry feminist, so no, don't, don't raise is, eyebrows. <laughs> no, but this is so valid, and we talk about it so much, because as soon as we're doing that, mm-hmm. we put it into the place of pressure, not the place of pleasure. Well, that's exactly the thing. Mm. It becomes a responsibility that I have mm. to have an orgasm in order to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And that that takes the entire sexual experience now. My sexual experience mm. becomes about you. And it's not a shared thing the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And until we own our own pleasure, we cannot be sexually free and we cannot start sexually exploring. We can't have sexual authenticity or honesty until I'm willing to own my pleasure. Agreed. Thousand my, percent agreed. And my pleasure is my responsibility, not yours. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we, when we do that, we do start a journey into amazing sexual freedom. Yeah. But it, it's both sides. I yeah. have to accept that I need to take responsibility for my own pleasure. And you, as my partner, also need to accept that it isn't about mm-hmm. you. And even if I am because, you know, orgasms aren't the be all and the end all, but they're nice and a lot of people want to have them Mm -hmm. and people have a right to have them. You know, orgasms shouldn't be policed like the squirting police. You shouldn't be policing (laughs) people's orgasms, but my orgasm belongs to me. It's, it's not a testament to your prowess in any way, shape or form. And don't take that away from me. Don't steal my orgasm Mm -hmm. and make it about you. Don't steal my orgasm. We should start a campaign. Don't steal my orgasm. (laughs) Bumper stickers, t-shirts. Don't steal my orgasm. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think when uh, International Orgasm Day comes along, that that would definitely be something to... What is it? Only one day. That is so disappointing. Isn't it sad? Every day should be... International Orgasm Day. Absolutely. Somebody asked me that recently. It's like... Oh, it was an interview with Gareth. It was uh, how much sex should people be having? Oh, uh, yeah. How long and, is a piece of strand? Yeah, and I said at least an orgasm a day. But that's so much more for health, for your personal mm. health. And that's not about anybody else because, again, it's your mm. orgasm. But, again, that doesn't necessarily mean you're having the sex with someone else. No. You could be doing it yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that would be really, really good. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's a huge one. And it is. It's one of the biggest things. And in the whole spectrum of sexual politics it is one of the biggest things as soon as you will claim your pleasure Mm -hmm. you start to sexually free yourself and you give the person or the people you're involved with permission to do 
the same. So the take-home point is that we should all be masturbating a lot more. I need well, to play an advert. Okay. <laughs> I like how Jonty just stops mid-sentence. This is how you know well, when Duncan is talking in your ear. Jonty goes silent, gets well, a I very get serious look on his face. It's like this, ESP. That's yeah, a, I get this voice in my ear. And it's like God talking to me saying, Jonty, you need to do <laughs> and it's not God, it's just Duncan. <laughs> Jonty, you need to masturbate more. Okay. Duncan, I dare you next time, just tell Jonty, Jonty, you need to masturbate now. Let's okay. see if he actually does it, okay? Dunk's <laughs> in. <laughs> okay, okay, I think so you need to play that ad now. We're going to play this ad. So, we are going to do that. Cliffcentral.com When you're in the back seat with four multicolored aliens and a talking bear, you don't ask questions. Questions like, where are we going anyway? Can I have another cookie? Mom, are we there yet? Because when you can watch Teletubbies, Winnie the Pooh, and all the best kid shows online anytime for 99 Rand a month with Showmax, a long road trip goes by a whole lot faster. So get to Showmax.com and get your seven-day free trial. This is CliffCentral.com. So it is time for our real sex story. We just need to find it first. My body arches and falls as he expertly explores and caresses my very warm and wet pussy. Every movement from him is amazing. His touch taking me over to the edge of new worlds, new feelings, new emotions. I need to explode. I need to shoot out the pleasures that he's awoken in me. My moans become louder. My body wriggles under his touch. So much of me wants so much more of him. I'm ready to feel like a woman, orgasmic and beautiful. His fingers curl hard on my G-spot. It doesn't matter which way I move or which way he moves. Every move is mind-blowing. The gentle breeze over my body brings goosebumps to my old flesh as I feel his breath close to my moist yoni. Then nothing punishment to my entire body as he stops everything, his breathing, his touch, his bliss as he brings me to relaxation for a second or two. I feel my breathing slow down, I feel my body as the energy spread all over. I know my mind is slowly coming back to reality when suddenly he takes my hood in his mouth, his tongue slowly flicking my clit and his finger gently sliding with my ready-to-explode temple. He worships me as he brings me back to orgasmic state of mind, body and soul. I once again float away. Every nerve within me has been awakened. My entire being has been aroused. He fingers my G-spot to a sensation of release. I need to pee as he plods around inside me with his two fingertips, all the while his tongue teasing my clit. My mind is fading. My body is erupting. My soul is entwining with his. Our breathing increases steadily, faster and deeper. My arching of my back forces his fingers deep into my vagina, and the pleasure is unbearable. His touch deepens and hardens. He knows just the spot that I love. I feel my body reacting to every move of his. I feel my mind drifting once again. Suddenly I can't stand it anymore. I explode with a deep, unbelievable and absolute pleasure. My mind's a pleasing, coming from my pussy, as I feel my juices squirt all over him. 
His mouth takes in every bit of me, and his tongue enjoys the orgasm he's just blessed me with. I'm fully awakened in every nerve. His fingers leave my sacred place as his tongue continues to lap up my juices. Enjoyment from both of us as our breathing begins to calm down. Fully aroused, I'm aware of my throbbing of my lips and the absolute pleasure of the orgasm. He spreads his entire hand over my yoni, holding it there, warm, energized, orgasmic, and places his other hand on my heart center, connects me back to our world. My mind returns to me as my body starts to relax once again. I feel our sweat and our warmth start to fade. He takes me ever so gently in his fold and listens to my heartbeat. Our two worlds have become one. Wow, that was hot. Jeff, I put your mic on. It will help if our mics are on. I've been silenced. I've been no platformed. I knew this was happening. You've been muted. It was too much feminism, wasn't it? Yeah, it was going to happen eventually. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Listen, it's much easier than getting a dominatrix in here to beat you guys. I just switched the mics off. There we go. You don't want to risk that first one on the off chance that we might enjoy it. Yeah, we've gone way past that because that's been fascinating. Every time we've had a dominatrix or a master, a BDSM master, in the studio, and somebody's gotten a spanking who has never had one before. They've all said, oh, I like this. Yes, Ari here might have enjoyed it as well, although he didn't say mm. so. <laughs> and then what does it actually mean about you when you enjoy it? It means you have a body, you have nerve endings, you have endorphins. Shame on you. Uh-huh. Shame on you. Absolutely. So what else do you have to do to have more sex and pleasure? You have to find out who your sexual self really is. You have to communicate that with your partner. You have to work out something that is, what is your sexual language? So there was a book a while ago which has some really interesting ideas called the five love languages. You know, and they talk about, is it about services, about time, is it about these different aspects? Yeah. And Expanding that into your sexual arena becomes so important because how do you perceive and what is the kind of pleasure that you would like? I think that's a really important point because just coming back to to those love languages, it speaks to how we communicate to other people that we're thinking of them or that we care about them. So, you know, for example, if, if I perceive if the way I communicate is by doing stuff around the house, doing the errands, doing the little things. And then the way that my partner communicates is with like grand romantic gestures and expensive gifts, then it means that unless I understand, unless the two of us understand what it means to the other person, like when I'm doing the the chores around the house, that's my way of saying I love you. But if you don't understand that and you don't recognize the gravity of that, you think because you're the expensive gift giver, oh, these are not diamond earrings, therefore she doesn't really care about me. So it's really about trying to see things from the other person's perspective and trying to look at what is, not necessarily Mm. what is being done or what is being said, but what is being meant, Mm. because they're not necessarily the same thing. Absolutely. And sexually, essentially, it comes down to very much the same thing, because I might do stuff to you that I think you're enjoying, and the pressure then becomes, as we were talking about before, what happens if that's not what you want? Mm -hmm. What happens if that's not what you enjoy? 
Like if I want to beat your ass black and blue with a paddle, mm-hmm. and that's my way of saying I really care about you and I want you to have a good time. <laughs> you, you don't necessarily perceive it as that. You crawl up in a little ball crying, oh, I love it, I love it. <laughs> but as soon as we sit down and have a discussion about it, we're opening the doors of possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Anastasia's on the floor crying. She's laughing so yeah. much. But yeah, be- I'm I'm rolling around. <laughs> but it does become so important. And this is where the big V word comes. And the V word is not what you think. Vagina? It not it's not vagina. vagina? It's not vagina. Damn it. It's, it's victory. It's even scarier than that and even scarier than victory. Vulnerability. Ah. Oh. To have good sex, to have amazing pleasure you have to be willing to be vulnerable. vulnerable. So firstly, you have to reveal yourself, which means you're opening yourself up to judgment. Because as soon as I put my desires there on the table, as soon as I am willing to share my fantasies with you, as soon as I'm willing to share what I want, what turns me on, I am making myself incredibly vulnerable and I'm open to enormous judgment. Hmm. That makes sense, though. Yeah. It does. I mean, I think one of the most important things is in a relationship is that you are able to understand that people have different ways of communicating mm. and interpreting things. Like Anastasia was saying, expensive gifts versus me cleaning the house. And in the same way, again, being vulnerable, you know, like my vulnerability might not be breaking down and crying, but my vulnerability might be just opening up to you and saying, you know what, when you do X, Y, and Z, it really hurts me, or I really enjoy when we Mm. do X, Y, and Z. And people don't necessarily understand that. And you have this thing like, I often get told that I'm not very emotional because I don't cry, but I just... I'm a factual person and for me crying is kind of like, okay, there's no point to it. Let's just get to the point. So, I mean, I still open up and I'm still vulnerable by opening up and telling you things and you might be vulnerable by actually just crying. Hmm. So it's completely different and it's important to understand those differences. It is. But if we're going to expand that a little bit, most of us in the world, not most of us, an enormous amount of us human beings have become very separated from our emotions and from our feelings and from expressing yep. them. We have not become, we haven't allowed ourselves or been allowed to be comfortable with our emotions, with yeah. our feelings. Because you're so, also told it's a sign of weakness. That's it. Yeah. And that's the point. This is really the big point. That we see vulnerability as weakness because if I reveal that to you, you can use that against me. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to offer you, the, offer you this that vulnerability is just the opposite, that it's a space of incredible strength and power because of its honesty. Hmm. Once I've revealed myself, it's there on the table. You'll take it or you won't. You'll accept me or you won't. You'll love me or you won't. But the level of honesty that that brings is mind-blowing. And that's the real power because once it's there honestly, that's it. Yep. It takes a lot of bravery because we perceive the consequences of doing that as very, very severe, mm. and, and potentially they can be. Absolutely. Potentially they can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. But it comes down to saying what kind of relationship do you want yeah. to have? Do you want to have a relationship that is honest, that is authentic, that is about growth, that is about exploration? Because if you do, you have to reveal yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you do everything at once. It doesn't mean you put. Yeah, I was the, just gonna say, you know, not not to suggest that it doesn't take time to build trust. Not to suggest mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have prior experiences that might make us hesitant to, you know, just reveal everything upfront to everyone immediately. Um, Self care comes into this and Absolutely. is an important thing to keep a handle on. Um, and I think it comes down to. Really, a lot of it is just about kind of calculated risk-taking. You know, I'm starting to trust you. We're starting to get to know each other a little bit better. Mm. And I feel like I can take that step without compromising myself. I can let you in a little bit. And, you know, if things don't go according to plan, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to decompensate and go into Mm. a horrible spiral of depression or embarrassment or anything like that. So, you know, definitely I think one one has to recognize that, we grow by letting people in and by mm. making ourselves vulnerable. But at the same time, we do have a responsibility mm. to look after ourselves. And, mm. you know, you shouldn't compromise on that. No, mm. and you build that slowly. You build that through communication. You build that through sharing experiences. So dip your toe in the water. If you answer that. And, <laughs> and share that. Share the experience. Share the feelings. Oh. Share yeah. the thoughts. Then go a little bit deeper. Go up to your ankles. Go up to your knees. But I mean, in this day of technology as well, we see it more and more that people are turning to sites like Ashley Madison mm. and whatever other technology there is, social media, and that to express their feelings and emotions because they cannot do it with their partner. And that's a, and an enormous problem. Exactly. Because it's not real. Yes, and that's not real. No. So instead of, and I mean, there's many websites. I mean, there, there's websites for women that have lost their babies that you can go to for support and to talk to. But I mean, how better would it be to sit down with your partner and share this mm. with them and have them understand? your feelings and emotions instead we hide behind our computer and our cell phones and that's where we express our deepest darkest feelings so and that's not a real space yeah so i mean imagine you do this imagine for one day instead of taking to the internet and taking to social media and expressing your anger and your feelings you do that towards the person you love not your anger but i mean express your feelings towards them I think if people learned to do that more instead of hiding behind social media and, and, and internet, actually just opening up to your partner and being that vulnerable with them, relationships would just be so much stronger. No, there's no question of that. Yeah. And in a world of increased separation and isolation, people are having what they are presuming to be really intimate relationships mm-hmm. online. Yep. And it's absolute crap. It is. Because until you are sitting across from somebody – until you get that feeling that him, and people are doing this around the world you know they're spending yeah. months talking to somebody and somebody gets off on a plane they go off to wherever mm. and expect and to step off the plane and have what you've had online yeah. forget it it's an illusion it's mm. absolute nonsense yep. and I mean I've done the internet dating mm. thing before before Tinder's time you know back in the days where I Africa lesbian chat was still a thing yeah <laughs> Tinder is, it, Tinder is a death trap. Yeah. I'm telling you now, yeah. Tinder is. Yeah. And I mean, you do. You open Tinder up and you speak to them. And, to yeah, but also the thing is you don't know if that person's being honest or mm. truthful. You know, and you're no. opening and being so vulnerable. how many people on, yeah. on these sites are, are just avatars? Oh, of course. You know, on, on how many of, 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 of the lesbian sites We're actual lesbians. Men? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you mentioned Ashley Madison and... I think once people got access to the database and they started looking into it, they found that there were no women on that site. Mm. And the ones that were were employees of the organization mm. put there in order to bait and send fake yep. messages and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and how many people on swinger sites have hooked up with people? And, you know, you get this picture of somebody 
and you set up a meeting, and who is sitting there? Dum, dum, dum. Nobody like the person who was in <laughs> yeah. the picture. It's like you're expecting DJ Fresh and you mm. got Jaunty. Who oh, I yeah. saw DJ Fresh today. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Look, there are vast differences. <laughs> For vast differences, yes. <laughs> There's From a different reason. <laughs> you name it. And we couldn't get further apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but look, you know, people can put on a front in any mm. sphere of interaction. Yeah. And I think what we have to understand is that these kind of modalities and these media of communication that mm. we have, they are intrinsically neutral. You yep. know, it's not to say that Facebook is evil and it's not to say that sitting at a coffee shop is evil. They are neutral things, and it depends on how we use them. And again, we're complex beings. We have multiple facets to us. You know, to to actually get to know someone on a very holistic level completely, it takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of time. You have to interact with that person in so many different settings. And before you've put in that kind of effort, you know, you have to accept there are there are some things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this know- is the key thing. So. Mm-hmm. What you've said there is so important, that word time. Time, yeah. And especially about better sex, more pleasure, better relationships, whatever aspect your relationship takes, whatever context your relationship is in, it takes time. Mm -hmm. That is so true. You cannot shortcut it. You cannot have three seconds of foreplay and she's ready or I'm ready. Mm. Yeah, absolutely right. You can't, you can't shortcut it. And the same thing applies. You can't shortcut it through internet dating. You can't no. shortcut mm-hmm. it through going on to Amazon.com and buying a paddle and getting express no. shipping. That's not going to change the dynamic learn how to in do your this. relationship. You've practice. You've you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to put in that effort and that time and that understanding to explore together. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's also that idea. Let's spice up our relationship. Let's go get a unicorn or let's go get a toy or let's do whatever. It doesn't work mm-hmm. like that. It's not Grow a quick back fix. Because a, a lot of people don't know what a unicorn, what a unicorn is. is. <laughs> so it is not just a woman who has put a strap on dildo on her mouth or her forehead. <laughs> Tomorrow, I hope you're listening. Yeah, we what? have you in mind. Tomorrow. So, what is a unicorn? We do miss you, by the way. Yes, where are you tomorrow? If Come tomorrow was here, she would be periscoping the Absolutely. shit out of that unicorn. Absolutely. Oh my god! I think we yeah. should do that next week. We should so periscope the unicorn. unicorn. Tune in so next what? week for the unicorn so shot. Let's keep that for next week, yes, and we'll have that as our dirty dictionary word: what a unicorn is. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then we will do some sex positions with. The unicorn. With the unicorn. There we go. So, so to look forward to. Done please. and dusted. Thank you very much. Please but do not bring any used toys yeah. to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag <So>. just saying. <laughs> sanitize them. Do um, you sanitize, do you sterilize your genitalia between different sex partners? And no. So why, why do you feel like you can't use the same toys? Just clean them. So you know what? I had this, I had this question. But it's a good point, right? Yeah, I had this question. Because imagine if you went into a sex shop and mm-hmm. you know there's this amazing array of toys. So you're going to pick a vibrator that you're going to buy. Now, how do you know if it works well for you? How do you know if it's the best one for you? So what happens if they have, everything that they have is there's a sample product and you could go into this little booth with or without a little camera sitting no, there that no, you could turn no. on and put a feed out on some site. And the shop would make an absolute fortune from doing that. Look, that you could test the toy before you took it 
home. I can barely stomach <laughs> using the same headphones as everybody else in the studio. Yeah, we noticed okay. that this morning. We no, it's seriously, it's a problem for and me. And I was I, about to ask you, are our headphones here not good enough for It's you? just there's like a hundred other people using them. Headphone so classes. Um, yeah, but yes. then you have to Next think week of this microphone, microphone that you're talking but into. But I can't exactly remove I know, I have that same phobia. I really do, but I can't actually remove the microphone and put my own one on. <laughs> Trust me, I investigated if I could do this and you can't. But I cannot imagine using toys that someone else has used. I'm so really from sorry. Next week, Lisa no will be joining us on Skype. Yes, <laughs> there we go. And I'll be from inside the bubble. <laughs> I actually quite like that idea. Yeah. The so only difference is, is not going to be the place for you not to be. at all. No. no. There we go. <laughs> no, so, no. Wow, that t- is like latex full body covering yeah. fetishism. That comes yeah. from a very unexpected. Place. You know what? Yeah. Yes. See, that's like why I secretly because of the germs. Uh, that's why I secretly loved Dexter because he was so organized and everything was so clean and it was wrapped up. I've often <laughs> hoped and wished that when I cook, I can wrap up my kitchen like that. Okay, and when baby, I'm done, I just peel to, it we off. We have to have this serious discussion here because <laughs> yes, awesome George. sex is fucking messy and sweaty and dirty and nasty and fluid. With one and person, not if the police have, over the place. Not if the squirting police but are that's on okay scene. because that is me and my partner and getting are, all messy together and that's fine as long as oh, there's so not better than the rest of us yeah. I guess yes, there, yeah, we go. there we go um. okay. so <laughs> let's go back to the time thing because the time thing is so vital and you know I see a lot of people who say but we just don't have time and I have to say that is absolute crap because you mm-hmm. have time you make the time yeah make time if less your Netflix is more important child. you make the time minimum amount of foreplay for a woman to get into a beautiful sexual space minimum 20 25 minutes oh wow during penetration for a woman to get to higher states of pleasure minimum 45 minutes of penetration minimum so a lot of guys listening think but i can't even last more than 10 minutes or seconds you, we're not judging you. You <laughs> learn. Secretly, we are judging. We are. You. We're just laughing at you. <laughs> we are judging. We are so judging. Reasons yeah. is great to be a lesbian. <laughs> now, you, what's that, Flash Garden? And you learn to do this stuff. Mm. You learn and you make the time. You know what people don't realize as well is foreplay can also be sending naughty pictures to your partner, sending sexy messages. Oh, it starts you don't way have to before. be there next by to the her, way, kissing her neck and doing by that the way, thing. When we talk about sending pictures, mm. what happened to the picture game we were going to play in December? Say you, what? You undertook, you undertook to start <gasps> the game. Oh, Damn it, I oh, remember yes. now. You undertook to start this game. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, this I got week, busy. <laughs> this week, it is your responsibility. Okay, the picture game. We yes. are on it. So anybody who wants to has to follow us on Twitter. Which Twitter handle are we going to use? Okay, so let's first of all explain the picture game. So okay. the picture game is we're going to go into a store and we're going to find random items that you think you can use sexually. And you have to explain how you can use it sexually. Well, yes. So you everybody. You can also do it in a friend's mm-hmm. Kitchen, if you don't really value Absolutely. that friendship, and don't mind. <laughs> Take a photo of your friend. How do you use this? Do you like? <laughs> you <don't>, you <laughs> John, you just got that joke. <laughs> Just check with your friends. You don't follow me on Twitter, do you? Okay, good. Snap. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Okay, so follow us on Twitter at sextalk underscore cliffsy, at Eros Life SA, and at Lisa the Lesbian. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
anaphylaxis. Yes, you got it right. Oh my God, there, there is hope go. for you after all. I've, I've been practicing anaphylaxis. Excellent. So follow us. Not an- anal prolapse. Not anal prolapse. And it then was taken. We're <laughs> also going to be tagging Paige Nick and I because Paige was part mm-hmm. of that show. Absolutely. So what we're going to do is finding sexual items everywhere, taking photos, posting it on Twitter so you can join in and join in the fun as well. Absolutely. There so we go. That is we need a hashtag for this. Mm. Hashtag don't take my orgasm. <laughs> That's just a little bit. Well, we much. could have like a relevant hashtag, but you know, what else? I'll how work about, on the hashtag. How about hashtag pleasure picture? There we go. Wow, that, yeah. Okay, there we go. There you we see. Go. Okay. <laughs> Choreophilia is a fetish for dancing or dry humping on the dance floor to climax. Ooh, okay. I was thinking, I don't recognize the band name Climax. <laughs> there must be a. I'm sure there is one. I'm sure there must be. Google it. There must be. There must be. There must be more than one. I'm going to go Google Climax right now. Um, Absolutely. I just need a bottle of vinegar on hand to wash my eyeballs out afterwards. (laughs) You know what? I have to say, though, you know, so... When Oscar was in court, yes, we're going back to Oscar. When Oscar was in court, they found the, re- the search uh, 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 on his phone and they found porn, right? God, I do not ever want to go to jail because if they have to look at the searches on my phone, I am screwed. Yeah. Between my phone and my computer, that is <laughs> yeah. an interesting one. Okay. Yes. So... This has been really interesting. I've really enjoyed this. And I miss being in the studio with you guys. Yes. we're that good. We're amazing. You are. We're amazing birds. You are. We are doing the most phenomenal stuff in the studio. And from the messages and the feedback that I get, we are really changing lives with the information we're putting out here. And I love the way that we do this because mm-hmm. we can be as naughty as hell. We can be as dirty as hell. But underneath that... We are really doing something so important, and I love this platform for that, and I love sharing the space with you guys. And when 66% of the in-studio crew is comprised of lesbians, how rarely can you go wrong? Well, (laughs) there we go. I mean, it's really, really simple. So up next is Casper and the Just Casper today, hey? I don't see much of a team No, actually, it's just Casper today, the whole thing. No. No, it really is. is the team. Yeah, Casper is Is the team today. That's going to be fun. Absolutely. Flying solo. Absolutely. Sia Sanguini Finn, you have been let off the hook this week, but next week you are not let off the hook. So next week in the studio on one of these chairs, Sia Sanguini Finn's sexy butt will be present. And he'll be part of our sexy periscope. That's right. With Uh, the unicorn. That's right. (laughs) So you have a whole week to prepare yourself to gird your loins with strength. Great. What are we doing with him? Yeah, I have no idea yet, but we're going to think up some <laughs> diabolical something absolutely in the devious. Absolutely. We're taking suggestions. Tweet them to us. Absolutely. Yes, there we go. I did. So thank you all so much. We wish you so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.